You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the Prop G Markets podcast. For nearly two years, Prop G Markets has brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, Prop G Markets is launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer? It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Damon Martin, MMA Fighting, here with the number one. Ranked fighter coming into the next PFL season, looking for a second championship and another million dollars, which is always a nice way to add to the bank account. <laughs> Kayla Harrison. Kayla, welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time as always. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So an extra million dollars. That's never a bad idea, right? No, I mean, definitely money in the bank is always good. Uh, it's it's not what motivates me, but it's part of life right <laughs> everyone needs money right this is true <laughs> so kayla obviously now the season is upon us we're only a couple of weeks away from your fight how is training how is everything getting ready i know the anticipation has kind of been killing you uh because you've wanted to be more active than you've been able to be in the last year but now that it's here only a couple of weeks away how are you feeling yeah i feel good um training's been going great you know stayed the course um I feel like I've just gotten better everywhere and um, now it's just time to go execute the game plan and, uh, you know, do what I do best. Absolutely. You you know this pressure and, and you know the pressure of being number one, you know the pressure of expectation to win. You know, it's one thing when you won the gold medal in 2012, which was, you know, amazing achievement, first time that's ever been done in, in the history of the United States. But then to come back and do it again four years later, that's a different kind of pressure and, you know, a different For kind sure. of expectation. Um how do you how do you deal with that? I mean, you seem to you seem to embrace it and, and adapt to it better than just about anybody I've ever seen. But I imagine it's the same thing for <laughs> fighting that you know you've kind of embraced this role as the number one person. You know, everyone's gunning for you, uh, but yeah. that's just kind of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've spent my life preparing for these types of situations, these types of moments. You know, um, no one puts more pressure on me than I put on myself, and I mean, it's just years of, of being in the thick of it. You know, I, I remember, you know, being, being a judoka traveling and, um, being in the finals of tournaments over and over and over again and winning some and losing some and learning from all of those experiences. But ultimately just knowing that when the lights are brightest is when I shine and knowing that I've put in the work, I've done the, I've done everything right. I've, you know, skipped no steps. I've, I've dotted my I's and crossed my T's and, um, 
I have that inner confidence because I've been there so many times and I know that no one works harder than me and no one wants it more than me. Absolutely. So that's why, I mean, I think the inner confidence just comes with the experience of, of being under pressure and, and with the faith that I know that I deserve to win. I know we've talked about this in the past, but I'm only bringing it up because obviously the Olympics are coming up here in a couple of months. I was just watching the wrestling trials a couple of weeks ago and yeah, me I, too. I saw that, you know, like, you know, Jordan Burroughs, a guy I have so much yeah. respect for and, and, you know, he's a legend, yeah. you know, seeing the heartbreak, you know, that's, that's a real thing, you know, the pressure of that moment and dealing with that. And I know you've spoken about this before, but could there, I mean, when you talk about pressure and expectation, I mean, there can't be anything bigger. And I don't mean this as an insult to any title you may win in MMA, but I mean, you yeah. only get one shot every four years. You lose one match yeah. on the way and that's it. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a different level of pressure, right? Oh my gosh. It's, you know, I watched those, those matches too. And the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat is, um, it's palpable. You know, it's something that, um, you can't really put into words how you train your whole life. You wake up every day, you do all the right things. And some days it's just not your day. And sometimes people have your number and it is a different kind of pressure and it's a different kind of, um, stage, you know, it's, it's also different. Like I love MMA and I love the new challenge that it brings to my life. And I enjoy every day waking up and getting to go learn from the best coaches in the world and, and, become a better, more well-rounded version of myself. But, um, the Olympics is like this different ideal, right? You're just, it's, you don't really do it for money. You don't, I mean, I didn't, you know, you don't do it for fame. You don't do it for, you get 15 minutes of glory. Um, and then it's like, all right, time to move on. So it's a different kind of, um, you have to really want it to, to go to the Olympics and to sacrifice so much and everyone around you sacrifices so much. It's not just you, it's your family, it's your coaches. It's, it's really, um, it's definitely a different kind of struggle. And, um, you know, I think again, that's just made me more well-rounded as a fighter, like all of these, there's always obstacles. There's always shit that's going to go wrong. There's always like drama, and fighting, you know, I think that for a while there, I got really frustrated and upset and angry and bitter almost. And then I remembered like being 16 and having $5 in my bank account and having to fly to Estonia for a world cup and not knowing how I was going to eat. Like, this is nothing, you know, I should be enjoying this. Like all of these obstacles, everything that's happening, all this pressure, I worked hard to get here and, and I've earned the right and um it's all just this is fun now you know i should have fun with it this is fun would you say that's a different perspective because i know you know not to bring up a you know a bad subject but i know that year off was frustrating and you know and and you know not being able to fight and not being able to stay active would you feel, would you say that's part of the the change in mindset going into this season just kind of letting maybe some of that go and just thinking about the fun yes. and just going out there and enjoying it yes i think that um i've been uh, consumed a little bit by my frustration and my anger and I've let it, um, control me. And I really had to battle the battle this year is really with myself just to let all that shit go and just go out there and do what I do. You know, no one's going to stop me. And, and the only person who gets in my way is me. I just have to go out there and do what I do. Like, it doesn't matter all of this drama that's happening and all of the 
you know, oh, I'm not going to have my coaches until I walk into the locker room and, oh, I have to go to like all this stuff. Like I've been here before. I've done all of this. I've had way higher, bigger mountains, obstacles to climb. This is nothing new. Now I just need to go be me and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you when you entered the the last season, you know, there were certain you know matchups, certain opponents we looked at and said this could be fun or this could be a challenge. Ultimately, you went out there and dominated and, and, you know, give credit where credit's due. You know, Larissa Pacheco, you know, she made it to decision with you, obviously didn't still didn't go her way. But uh, but, you know, but in terms of like competition this year, have you been have you been impressed or at least interested in the in the new people and the returning people coming into your division this year? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested. I'm excited to see what happens. You know, I think once we have this first fight for the females underway, I'll have a better idea of who to look out for and who to keep my eye on. But just based off of my instinct and my gut, I think that Loris is going to be um, the top dog again. Besides me, I think that she's just very well-rounded. I think that um, people overlook her because of her UFC career, but she was so young and the different weight class, you know, fighting killers. Um, so I think that she is obviously always, I think going to be a tough opponent. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about the season. I'm excited to see these women go out there and compete and, and, uh, mix it up with them all. I was, I've had this conversation with a couple other people at, at this level in terms of, you know, being a champion or, or, you know, being the number one person in the division. And I had this conversation with Anthony Pettis coming into PFL this season. You know, he's not the champion, but he's probably got the biggest target on his back because everyone wants to be the person to beat the UFC champion. I mean, that's just, you know, and I get it. I mean, that's, that's a big accolade to add to your record. Uh, you know that going in, you know, the targets on your back, you know, every single person, you know, they're, they're gunning for the million dollars, obviously but they're going to be the first person to be Kayla Harrison. Knowing that going in, does that just bring out the best in you? I mean, it seems like you kind of embraced that role. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, I just, again, I have a lot of faith in my skills and my, my ability and um, look like the game plan doesn't change really for anybody. It doesn't, <laughs> you don't see me changing my style to fight one person versus another person. And I think that's kind of, um, what makes makes it so great and makes it so exciting in, in a way is that everyone knows what I'm going to do, but good luck trying to stop it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny you say that. And I, I, you know, this is a comparison that got brought up so early in your career was the Ronda Rousey thing, because obviously you come from a similar background, but like when she kind of got away from what got her to the race, that's when you know bad things kind of started happening in a way. Mm -hmm. And I talked to Ryan Bader about this when he had a couple of really bad losses. It's because he, mm -hmm. you know, he kind of turned himself into a knockout striker and kind of forgot about his wrestling. And then you see what he did mm -hmm. to Machida in the rematch. You know, it's like he finally he went back to his base. Like, I feel like you've got that down where you're like, I'm not going to suddenly start throwing Superman punches and, and trying to outstrike somebody. You're going to take them to the ground. You're going to beat them up and, and see if they can survive with you. Yes. I mean, obviously, I'm working on my skill sets. I'm working on becoming a better striker. I'm working on becoming better in all of these areas of the fight game. But, you know, one piece of advice that, um, Dan Lambert gave to me and that I really, you know, I've seen time we've seen time and time again is like the worst thing a grappler can ever do is fall in love with striking. Like, <laughs> it's the worst thing. you. I mean, one thing that really stuck out to me and the Colby, um, Colby Covington Camaro fight was that 
I feel like Colby didn't wrestle at all. Um, and I know that Usman's a great wrestler. I know that he's a great grappler as well, but you know, I think that his fight with Robbie, where he was just, you know, teeing off on him and, and had the highest punch count or whatever of ever any fight. Like, I think that made him fall in love a little bit with striking and think that like, all right, I'm just going to stand and trade. Whereas every other fight before that fight, you know, he was mauling people by grappling them and exhausting them and breaking their will. And that was like a big lesson for me to see that happen to someone who at the time was at our gym, you know? And and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to fall in love with striking. I want to (laughs) win. No, it's a, it's absolutely a real thing. You see it a lot of times when people, you know, they fall in love with it and then suddenly they forget what got into the race. As I always say, uh, and like I said, good luck, somebody trying to stop you from taking them down. Good luck with somebody surviving with you on the ground, but on the feet, Obviously, you've worked on your striking. You've got tremendous coaches yeah. at American Top Team, but you're giving your opponent a slightly better chance than they actually have with you on the ground. Like It's it's hard to imagine anyone surviving with you on the ground versus maybe they get like a, a 30% chance or a 25% chance or whatever it is on the feet. You know what I mean? Like, why give them any opportunity? Exactly. And I think that um, that's one of the things that my coaches are so good about and that I feel like I'm really good at is, you know, you take – you. It is, it is stats. It's all about, you know, percentages. If my opponent is a really good, um, striker and I'm maybe I'm 50% and she's 75, but her grappling is 20 and I'm, you know, 95, like that's where you have to take the fight. That's just basic. That's just basic principles that you apply. I mean, you do it in judo too. Like if you know, they suck on the ground, then I'm not trying to throw you. I'm just trying to get you on the ground so I can choke you or armbar you or you know, pin you like whatever. It's the same principles. Um, but I would like to get to the point where my, you know, my striking is just better than everybody's. My grappling is just better than everybody's. You know, I would like to get to that, that point, but again, I'm never going to, I'm probably never going to stand and brawl and trade with anyone ever, 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 (laughs) ever. And if I play this for me and say, Kayla, you said you wouldn't do this. What the fuck were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to ask you real quick. I know you mentioned it with the, the PFL this season. Obviously, you got to do the quarantine stuff. How are you doing that with your coaches? Because obviously you have a great set of coaches, American Top Team, but I know they can't spend 17 days with you in the quarantine. Like I, every time I talk to Mike Brown, he's like, yeah, I just got back from one fight. I'm flying out again on Tuesday. And I'm like, yeah, you never stop, yeah. man. So how are you? Yeah. How are you? How are you doing that? with this fight and, and I imagine for the rest of the season. Um, so I'm going to have my training partner come out with me and my coaches will all just show up, um, you know, for the fight. But I mean, it's, you know, to be quite honest, it's not ideal. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the thought process and the, um, decision makers, the powers that be at the PFL. Um, I don't, uh, I understand that they believe that they're doing all this in the best interest of the fighter, but I don't think they talk to any fighters about what is in their best interest. Um, but it is what it is. We're going to go out, we're going to do work. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go perform. You know, I can't control that. I can only control the controllable and that's me. And, um, 
gonna go to the bubble and train and train with my training partner and I mean again it's not like I'm you know 15 days out or whatever 17 days out you're not really like it's there's no game planning left there's nothing like I already know what the game plan is everyone knows what my game plan is so it's just I'm going to be doing the same thing that I do at American Top Team just you know I'm in charge this time. <laughs> uh, last thing before I get you out of here, Kayla, I know, uh, you know, what the future holds for you after this PFL season will be interesting. I think, uh, I know you said you're going to complete your contract. You're going to go out there and have some fun, but I think you're going to become, you know, one of the highest profile free agents. If you make it to free agency, I can't say for sure what's going to happen during the season, but uh, you're going to become a huge acquisition. So this may, you may never cross paths with the person I'm about to mention, which is Clarissa Shields. We just saw her debut is going to come up in June. And I bring this up because again, you talk about the Olympic pressure. She's been there. She's a gold medalist as well from a different sport, of course. Uh, but if you were offering advice to somebody like Clarissa, what would that be in terms of like her expectation in coming in because uh, boxers have have typically, I don't mean this as an insult, they've typically found less success. Strikers have found a little bit less success than we've seen with wrestlers, grapplers, you know, coming in day one. Um, So what what advice would you give somebody like Clarissa coming in on day one? And and again, the the, the eyes are all going to be on her. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, she's just cut from a different cloth. You know, she's been in these high, high stress situations her whole life. She's um, she knows what she's doing. She's a smart girl. She, she's very capable of handling the pressure and handling this new challenge. Um, and I would just tell her to, you know, listen to her coaches at the end of the day, she knows like you have to find the right team to surround yourself with and you have to trust them and trust their guidance. Um, and I suggest, you know, just to let the beginner live alongside the expert, you know, don't forget who you are. Don't forget what got you to this point, but don't be afraid to get in there and get tapped and get taken down and get, you know, get frustrated, get put in shitty situations. Um, the best thing that ever happened to me was me, you know, getting punched in the face. Cause I realized like, oh, okay, I need to figure out how to not let this happen. Um, and if I was babied or if I was handled, you know, too kindly, then I would never have gotten that experience. I would have never felt that. Um, so you have to be a beginner again, you know, get taken down, get put in, get, you know, be, let someone be on top of you. You be, let them be in your guard, figure it out, find a way to, to make yourself better in those situations that you're not comfortable in so that you can slowly become the expert in what you were the beginner in. Yeah. Do you like, by the way, how I said you will become the highest profile free agent, but you still got a season ahead of you. I didn't ask you about fighting Amanda Nunes. And, uh, and, I appreciate and, that. And no, I, you did very well. <laughs> I like how you did that. Now, now I'll, I'm not going to lie to you. After the championship comes later this year and you're kind of, you know, we actually have the future. Then I'll ask you those questions because then we're going to be fine. Fighting. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but Let's you have a take season. one obstacle at a time. You have, a season, you, have, you have a season ahead of you. And I think it's, I think it's disrespectful to look past anybody because you have to beat I these agree. opponents uh and then I we'll agree. deal with the future right absolutely well uh kayla thank you as always for taking the time obviously safe training the rest of the way uh hopefully you don't go mad in the quarantine i can't lie i probably would uh so thank you for doing this and uh best of luck coming up in the season look forward to seeing you back on may 8th thank you so much appreciate it talk to you soon all right sounds good bye-bye You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.